Yep, I told you we'd be back. It's Mile High Magazine Sunday morning, and I am Murphy Houston. And joining me now is Dr. Jeff McWhorter, a McWhorter CNR, chiropractic and neurological rehabilitation, his own business here and all over the country. And, and Doc, welcome to Mile High Magazine. Glad to have you here this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me, Murphy. This is such an important topic because we're going to talk about concussions. And uh, you're here in Denver. You probably saw the Bronco game and what happened to Russell Wilson on Sunday. And that was a when they showed the camera shot of his face down like that, that was startling, wouldn't you say? Yes, I, I think that we've seen quite a decent prevalence of some pretty staggering head injuries this year in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. And it's an unfortunate injury that the prevalence is, is what it is. But uh, that's that's why clinics like my – facility here in denver exists so well thank god they are because uh, we were talking briefly before we're talking now and back in the day when i played sports and even when my children were playing sports in high school over cherry creek and then on to college concussions i mean they existed but they they weren't known they they weren't paid attention to am i right about that yeah i'd say that you're spot on with that um even today I, i'm still pretty shocked at the prevalence of advice being given to patients to just, you know, be in a dark, quiet room for a couple of weeks and you'll be all right. When we actually know now today that in my specialty, as far as it pertains to functional neurology, that one of the best ways for us to rectify the deficits associated with a concussion is by specific stimulation back to that function of the brain and it's always I've found that throughout my career it's easier to achieve those results sooner from the onset than later and I think that that common misconception of you know rub some dirt on it get back in there give it a couple of weeks and symptoms will go away is something that really needs to be re-educated to the population and a, a, a change of thought about how we approach concussions needs oh. to take place and a lot of ways. I think you're right about that, and especially with parents, because you got your kids. It's football season. It's skiing here in Colorado. It's hockey time. All could lead to concussions. So, for parents or even young adults that do all of this, give them some signs of a concussion that they could be looking for. Well, so there's the typical signs, which are going to be things like headache, dizziness. Uh, sensitivity to light, nausea, vomiting, and in some severe cases, sensitivity to sounds. Patients are going to want to sleep more than typical, so they're going to show signs of pretty consistent fatigue, as well as you might have some mood effects, heightened irritability, anxiety, depression, in severe cases as well. But confusion, concentration difficulties, memory deficits, those are some big ones to look for as well and I think the the best way for parents that have young athletes or or live an active lifestyle to ensure that there's a proper protection for these prevalences is by having an accurate baseline assessment done before the season starts that allows physicians like myself to have a direct comparison to how that individual function prior to the end to the injury so that we know specifically what point we need to get them back to to know that they were they've resolved symptomatology associated with that injury back to pre-impact status. 
Wow, that's a good point. Never thought about that before they start sports, getting checked out to see how they are now. Really interesting point. Yeah, so, yeah, for the last going on eight years now here in Denver, I've been offering baseline concussion testing for all contact sports and athletes. But I recommend outside of just the athlete, it's a good thing for people to just have on record like an annual physical considering that, you know, concussions don't have to happen on the gridiron. You can slip and fall getting your mail out of your mailbox during our winter months as we're coming into. But knowing how an individual performed prior to an injury specific to that person is highly beneficial for clinicians like myself to know specifically what we need to get that person back to because every person's brain is vastly different. There is no cookie-cutter approach to neurology no that's no that's true that's a really good point and i'm curious if if you suspect something with your athlete be me maybe even you what symptoms should you always go and get checked out there's some you kind of let go or anything you go and get checked out so i mean i'm a little bit picky because i've seen that in all realms of mild to severe but some big issues would be the pathognomonics or the things that are almost guaranteed to indicate concussion would be things like a memory lapse, a brief loss of consciousness, inability to have, you know, gait function or balance function. We saw earlier in the NFL season, Tua from uh, the Dolphins took one hit and got up and his legs gave out from underneath him. Things that indicate that there's been a disconnect between brain and body like that absolutely need to be checked and and you should definitely go immediately to an er and an impact of such significance and and at least be having a ct scan done to ensure there's not a a brain bleed a swell a skull fracture anything like that and then the er is going to ensure that you know there's not an emergent situation and then my recommendation after that visit would be to follow up with an individual like myself that has a more specialized approach to evaluating the entirety of the neurological function of that individual after an impact. That's a good those point. Are, those are good symptoms. Yeah, those are, yep. I have to tell you, uh, about six weeks ago, I caught a golf ball right in my face, right above my Ooh. left eye, right almost between my nose and my left eye. I mean, it was so close. If it had gone a half inch to the left, I'd have lost my eye. So, and I was out for a little bit, got up, but I was just bleeding all over. You know how the face wounds are. And I felt fine. Yep. I mean, I was a little lightheaded, but I felt fine. And I went to an urgent care, and they were smart enough to say, uh, you know, Mr. Houston, with that golf ball hitting you that way, you probably could have a uh, uh, orbital bone problem or a brain bleed. You need to go to an emergency room, which I thought, well, no big deal. But that was great advice because I did go to the emergency room, and they did do the CAT scans like you just mentioned, and I was good. But he, and the doc said, you got a concussion. And I thought, oh, I can't have. So I took a couple of days. But, I, yeah, those symptoms were there. And that's from a golf ball hitting me in the face at about 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Actually, you know, myself, I've had what guided me into this work is I've had six pretty significant head injuries myself. One of the six that I had that resulted in a loss of consciousness was me. Actually, I was standing in a sand trap and took a golf ball to the backside of the head by a shank from another player on the course. So oh my. I know exactly how that feels, Murphy. Yeah. But, yeah, you go and you, you look at and, – and the thing is, it's important to realize that 
even with um, a CAT scan coming back clear and a diagnosis of concussion, those are pretty much the minimum requirements as far as evaluation goes. When you look into cases, that's that's an emergent kind of evaluation to make sure we don't need to hospitalize or do any immediate intervention. However, the thing about concussions is, you know, I see it all too often that patient has a, an injury, a head injury, and seems like they're okay. And then, you know, three months later, maybe there's a change in pace in their lifestyle, maybe a career change, a, a life event that's stressful, something like that. And out of nowhere, we have symptoms of confusion or delays in our cognitive function or problems with our reaction speed or whatnot. And you think, well, what the heck's going on? And that is, in fact, some underlying symptomatology from a previous head injury in most cases. So again, the CT is a great way for us to make sure that immediate safety is not jeopardized for the patient. But following up with somebody that does a, an in-depth neurological assessment of your function or how the brain's working after an injury is something that I strongly recommend as well. Well, that's a good idea. But maybe I can use that as an excuse if my golf game goes bad that it's probably a relapse? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a viable excuse for you, Murph. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. I'm, I'm going to use that one. We're talking with Dr. Yeah. Jeff McWhorter from McWhorter CNR Chiropractic and Neurological Rehabilitation. And here's one for you, Doc, I've been thinking about it, because you know how Russell Wilson's going to be. You know how pro football players are, athletes. How important is it for a patient to really heal completely instead of saying, oh, I feel great, I need to get back in the game a, a week later? So what what is the rule on that? Well, the biggest thing is, and I get this question a lot, is to would I let my kids play contact sports? And the thing is, yes, I would, but it's all, to your point, it's not the primary impact that's the scariest part. It's the secondary impact syndrome. So if you return back to a contact sport or an activity that's susceptible for a consecutive head injury prior to healing of that damaged tissue taking place to its fullest, then we have much more risk of more severe complications taking place. So my stance has always been, you know, if we're going to play contact sports, it's highly imperative that that individual is able to achieve pre-injury function status prior to getting back into a situation where he may be subjected, he or she may be subjected to another head injury. And so I think that as as it pertains to that, the, the highest importance is making sure that before someone like Russ gets back on the field or whatnot, that he is comparatively identical to how he functioned prior to this most recent head injury. Otherwise, Essentially, we are putting that individual at a greater risk for further complications at a consecutive impact taking place. And I'm, I'm curious, Doc, about concussions again, because that's the big topic here. Are there any new techniques to help people get through concussions? Is it probably still the same as the way it's always been? Actually, there are. There's a lot of them. And in my clinic, uh, the four big staples that I utilize to help restore brain function are pretty unique. Uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which I know you're very familiar with, right. is a huge component in a vast majority of my cases, as well as I utilize two modalities known as DynaVision, which is a cognitive therapy aspect of helping restore function in those areas of the brain, as well as 
gyrostim vestibular therapy, which is what I'm probably best known for, and that's for helping us reestablish vestibular function, which are going to directly correlate with things like balance issues, dizziness, the nausea, and motor function. And so, and then lastly, I utilize neurofeedback to address the emotional components, the psychosomatic components of a head injury, as well as how brain communication is taking place throughout the neurology. And those four staples, they're not always indicated in every case, but when they are, those together have kind of become my uh, secret sauce, so to speak, on how we restore function a little bit faster than traditional medicine approaches at times. So how do people get a hold of you? Let's get that word out there because there might be a lot of parents and a lot of athletes going, wow, this is, I'm learning a lot of new stuff here. How do I get in touch with this guy? So what do they need to do? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always available to do a phone consult with potential new patients before they schedule as well. But the best way to get a hold of me is contact my main office here in Centennial. I can be reached at 720-717-4748. Or there's a pretty decent amount of information on our website, which is McWhorterCNR.com. And McWhorter is spelled M-C-W-H-O-R-T-E-R and then CNR.com. That's how it would start, and or maybe even talking to their main physician and then reaching out to you if they recommend that. Doesn't it usually start with your main physician? So in a lot of cases, yes. Um, you know, I, I co-manage with a vast number of practitioners and G, GPs here in Denver. But again, I think that some of the aspects of the cutting-edge modalities that exist for rest, restoration of neurological function are still not as widely known as I would like them to be considering the effectiveness that they take. So I, I can't assure that every uh, primary care doc in town is going to know about these treatment modalities, but co-managing with your primary care physician is something that I always strive to do. And, you know, as, as it pertains to concussion recovery, if we want to take a little more specialized approach to it, that's where I think my clinic comes in handy for these cases. Good advice there, Doc. Dr. Jeff McWhorter, once again, give us your website or your where they can reach you again to set up a time to see you. Yeah, so uh, our website is McWhorterCNR.com, and uh, that spelling is M-C-W-H-O-R-T-E-R-C-N-R.com, and then the best way to reach me directly and, and quickly is by phone at my office, and that's 720-717-4748. And feel free to just ask to speak to me, and my staff will schedule us a phone consult if we'd like to speak before getting on our books. I'm always happy to answer potential patient questions via the phone as well. Good news there, Doc. Thanks so much for coming on Mile High Magazine today, and thanks for the great information about concussions. It was wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for having me, Murphy. You bet. And thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine, and we will talk to you next weekend.